Hey, this is Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Big week over on this site, lylesmoviefiles.com. I broke down my thoughts on the Oscar nominations, who got snubbed, who should have been there, and who did not deserve to be there. You can check out the site and you can see my full thoughts on everything. And I even talk about it a little bit with the guys. But, you know, that, that only lasts about as long as I expected it to because... Shockingly, they did not see all of the films that were nominated. Got a lot of other things that we're talking about, including, of course, the CW shows and a few other things, including one of my favorite games, determining which sequels never needed to get made and which sequels made their original film even better. We got some cool choices, some off the walls, some expected. We decided not to go with the typical ones like Aliens, Empire Strikes Back, The Godfather 2. So we've got some different ones. I hope you enjoy that. And uh, feel free to drop a line let me know what your choices are on that. That's it for my opening. I'm going to come back on the back end of this. Uh, hope you enjoy the show. Talk to you in a bit. It is January 24th. You're listening to Lyle's Movie Files. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lyle's. Tonight, we've got the entire crew, the entire Lyle's Movie Files podcast gang. My brother, Jace, how you doing? What up, bro? Melvin, Gunner Mooring, how you doing? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Chief, we got you in the house. What's up, man? What's going on? And last but not least, Javon King. How are you, sir? I'm great. How is everybody? So, let, let's just start. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. The most important news of this week, at least as far as Hollywood is concerned, is the Oscar nominations. So there are a lot of expected slights, some movies that people were expecting to get nominated, missed the cut, some movies that people weren't expecting to, of course, made the cut. And so I asked the guys to kind of take a look at it. And I just, I thought it's always interesting because so often as Hollywood puts out these films, so few people actually go to see these movies. And it's like, oh, should I see this? And on my site, I always have people comment like, hey, which of these Oscar movie nominations have you seen? What should I see? Because most of the time when you look at the the gross or the total gross for the movies, none of these Oscar nominated films are anywhere close to being in the top 10, let alone the top 20. So it's really interesting to see how this plays out and how few of these people actually see. So, fellas, I just want to get your thoughts for these nominations. And I'm going to make sure that there is no problem with the envelope. I've got the nominations. They are correct. All right. First up, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, how many of these have you seen, Gunner? I have seen two. <laughs> two. Two. Two out of these nine, I think it is. Javon, how about you, man? I saw Get Out, Shape of Water. Uh, there's another one on that list I saw. Well, yeah, it was Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Dunkirk, okay. Uh, War right. okay, so right now you're in the lead. Jace, how about you? Well, I saw uh, Get Out, and I saw Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's not on the list. <laughs> nice. No, no, no. You said that, you know, the best picture, so Wonder Woman. Uh, okay, you're, 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 not really, <laughs> you're not really understanding yeah. the rules here. Aww. Chief, how about you? Uh, so I'll get out. Wow. So if I take the bl- the one black movie out, you guys have seen. <laughs> I, I would have saw Dunkirk, but after talk after reading your review, it didn't seem like it was really a great war movie, like Pearl Harbor or something like that. So I just stayed away. Wait. I mean, I 
I could pass. Did you say Pearl Harbor was a great war movie, Jay? About to say. Uh, I might I might have said Pearl Harbor, but that might not would have been one I was going to quote. I'm going to take my Pearl Harbor statement back, but uh, it, it didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't. Um, it wasn't. It didn't compare to a great war movie. Yeah, he wants to replace yeah. it with that. Right. Black Hawk Dawn. All right. All right. So we're not doing too well here. So that that's one of nine. Basically, or two of nine of those films, which which would you pick for your best picture, guys? Seems like Get Out has to win by default, right? Since that's I know what's going to win. That three billboards crap, and I have issues with that movie very much. So I thought I dude, you you read my mind. You read my mind. Everybody, when Frances McDormand, she's like the Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, she's she's the female Daniel Day Lewis. Whenever she does Mm -hmm. a role, Hollywood fawns over it, and she just gets awards. She could sneeze. For 15 minutes, and, and and it's an Oscar pick, and she's gonna get an award. Not that I'm, I've got anything against Frances McDormand. It's just she's a darling, mm-hmm. and everybody raved about the film. I haven't seen it yet, but it hey, maybe it's good, maybe it's not. I I had to judge for myself, but I'm pretty sure she's gonna walk away with it. The <laughs> I'm not gonna see it because it was just this wonderful acceptance of racism and this redeeming quality of this racist cop apparently that went. Mm-hmm. in and help this woman and i'm like that's cool that was like crash i don't like crash i'm not going to go see that movie so mm-hmm. but you know hollywood loves it especially now with all the me too and the other one whatever the other one is um time's up whatever i don't cause at the moment is. time's up I, I think in this era of what's happening it's going to win if not that the shape of water which looked really good and i will actually go see that one day but i think three billboard board is going to win because it just it won golden globes it won a recent award so a sag award so it's probably going to do a hat trick here yeah Trifecta. the shape of water wasn't that good to me it really? was a it was guillermo del toro's love letter to the 50s monster movie mm. which is cool but all right what else what else you got? No, of course, my pick on this is Get Out. That's been my favorite since I saw it back in February. That didn't change. I'm happy to see it nominated. I know it's not going to win, but it's nice to see it in the mix. So maybe that'll encourage more people to check out. So that's good. Let's swing on down to lead actor because I feel like there's another oh, one. Hold on, just kidding. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I ask you, um, uh, this is going to get a kind of... Uh, Political question. Okay. Uh, do you have any? I mean, I I, I know you're not in the, the dirt sheets of Hollywood, but uh, was there any reason that the uh, disaster artists and Wonder Woman weren't? I mean, because they're allowed to have up to ten pictures for Best Picture, but again, these are two that I mean, I'm sure there's probably other ones that people would have had other. They would have liked to have in that last spot, but is there? Any other reason than the usual suspect why those two movies weren't nominated? I think, now I have to go back because you know, it's hard to keep track with what they do every year, but I think it's down to nine now. So this was the max amount that they could do. Um, I think with Disaster Artists, you know what happened with James Franco getting all bastard out there and the timing of it was awful for his campaign and his efforts to get this in there. If that happened and surfaced in March instead of January, I think he's right in the mix with with that with lead actor. And I think Disaster Artist is probably right there in the best picture conversation, too. Phantom Thread kind of came in at the last second. And because of Daniel Day-Lewis, largely, I think it kind of snuck in and stole that last spot from some other films that may have been a better fit. Or not necessarily, not necessarily a better fit, but a film that would have, that's been around 
for much more of 2017 and more people have actually seen. Um, so I think that was a problem. And with Wonder Woman, you know, I just I don't understand what Wonder Woman needed to do or to be to get a best picture. Um, Not a comic book movie. Man, but you know they have, Lo- uh, and we'll we'll talk about Logan later. But Wonder Woman, I don't I don't feel like anybody who saw Wonder Mo- Woman was like, oh, that was a crappy movie. People loved it. No, and people loved it so much they were like, this is such a great movie. It saved the DC universe. And then it's like, well, okay, well, it's not good enough. And I kind of feel like as long as no. the Academy voters who still look at comic movies and see them as something they can scoff their nose at. They're not going to get the recognition. Maybe they'll toss a bone with an acting nomination like Heath Ledger. But for the most part, they're just going to keep going. That's a comic book movie. I know it's going to make all the money, and it's going to be the one to carry the box <laughs> office throughout the year. But who cares? And We can dismiss it and have people pay attention to our series movies. The fact that you guys have seen like three of these nine Best Picture nominations says everything. Because you guys are in the movies, you pay attention to them to a certain degree. And for y'all not to see half of them is an indictment of this awards process. So Now, Jeff, can I ask a question really quickly? Go for it. Is, is this a mark of elitism when it comes to Disney, like with any 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 genre of media, anything of media, whether it's music, whether it's television, whether it's film, there's going to be elitism. There's going to be people who feel like, well, that's not award worthy because it's a standard dreck or it's just a, a, a conveyor belt nonsense. It's It's just entertainment. It's not a think piece or what have you. And I think that's the case when it comes to cinema, where a lot of movies are nominated because I, if you've ever watched American Dad, anybody allow me to go off the rails. You ever see the episode where Oscar, where, uh, not Oscar, uh, Roger does his movie called Oscar Gold because he's pandering to the Oscar committee. That's what I feel like a lot of these major studio <laughs> movies are. It's just pandering. It's pandering for an award. The period piece where somebody has to do a British accent and Daniel Day-Lewis shows up, and, and, and it's, that's going to be nominated by at, at least. It's going to be nominated at least. Is it a good movie to everyone? No. Is it a good movie to some? Maybe. But overall, I, I didn't watch There Will Be Blood. It bored the hell out of me. I didn't watch My Left Foot because it bored the hell out of me. You know, and I would have rather given that award to, uh, uh, what's his name, Anthony Hopkins for Silence of the Lamb as Hannibal Lecter. And he, and he did win an award, I think. I don't know. But either way, these movies that people do see, I think they get they get passed over for these kind of elitist movies. Because when I'm not a film critic, I don't know. I'm just speaking out of my butt, you know. But I think these movies actually get more 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 attention from the uh, Academy than movies that people like us actually go see. The public actually go see. Well, you know, the real problem is that they're too afraid to break out of their norm with their traditional ways like daniel day lewis is a safe pick gary oldman's he's a safe pick and so those kind of movies with those filmmakers it's like yeah get out was encouraging because it's so different from everything else in that category um lady bird is also like that too but the big sick was a movie that it's not a traditional oscar movie but it's such a great movie and it's not it's, it's so not an oscar traditional movie it wasn't a big hit at the box office but it's everything they should be promoting because it's diverse and it's funny and it's got a good story and it's 
to me, I was pulling for that to be in the mix the whole time. And that one was a real disappointment. Another movie that's so Oscar fodder was Mudbound because of the Netflix bias. I knew yep. that wasn't yep. going to. I knew and, that wasn't going to yeah. go. Yeah. So, I mean. The, it should. Yeah. I'm just saying I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Those other thing, the other thing, I remember, <laughs> I don't remember which particular year it was. It might have been 2002 or three. When it was, oh, we got to pander, we got to cater to the black people, so let's just pick a random black movie that wasn't good. Hustle and Flow. Now there, they're trying that did not fit the category. Just playing a little bit of devil's advocate, it didn't fit the category, so to speak, that Oscars won. But they just threw it out there because they felt like I think it was another Oscar so white situation. Only there was no social media at the time. They just got some flack for it. Mm-hmm. So then that was a year that like, or the couple of years that like Halle, Denzel finally won one for Crappy Training Day, and which was again yeah. was not a traditional Oscar movie. Did you just say Crappy Training Day? It was. And you talk, it, it, was. it wasn't the greatest movie when you think of a Denzel Washington movie. Mike, it was. No, if he no, didn't no. win for Malcolm X, hey Gunner, hey Gunner, Gunner, you just yeah. said it. He should have won for Malcolm X. Best, best yeah. actor, Malcolm There's X. There's no he did not. way yeah. he's gonna get that from Malcolm X. I know every black yeah. person is like, why didn't he get the Oscar for that? But he uh, look who he is. no way. Look who he is. It, it, it didn't matter who it was the subject. It didn't matter how great his performance yeah. was. It was, they weren't going to honor Malcolm X. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But you think about that. Like, that, those were definitely, yeah, the, the biopic was, was are usually, you know, the good Oscar movies. But you look at Hustle and Flow and you're like, why did they pick that? Training Day? Ugh. Really? Best actor in Training Day? Uh, that was his black knight. I, 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 I will argue that his performance in Training Day was very different than his typical hero, inspirational character. That if you want to be devil's advocate or if you want to be on that other side of the conversation, he, we saw him do all those roles, those inspirational, come on, do your thing. This was a dramatic about face in the same way that Al Pacino played those crime bosses, the gangsters, Godfather, Scarface. And it took Sin of a Woman, which is so far away from his typical movie, that yeah. that was what got him that attention. But so I always go with that. But if, we're gonna give, but if we're going to give it to Gangster Denzel and that, he should have won it for Frank Lucas. I didn't like that movie, so I would not yeah, back that Lucas. up. Nah, man. I didn't like Training Day, so I can't back that up. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So for for lead actor, we have. Sorry, I was like, oh, Denzel's there. Oh, look who's there. Denzel is there for Roman J. Israel. Did any of y'all see that? No. So it no. like they no. didn't know what they were going to do with that movie <laughs> yeah. from the preview. It didn't look good. So I was like, I didn't see that. Yeah. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Surprise, surprise. Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread. <laughs> I feel like this is a two oh, man wow. race. It's nice to see for the first time in a very long time two black actors in here, but neither of them are going up on that stage to get that best actor trophy. Who do you think is winning? I got Gary Oldman on my dark horse on that. No, he it's between him and Daniel Day Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, they're gonna pick Daniel Day. Come on, man! He just announced I'm retiring from acting because I've won too many awards. Now give me another award for my last movie. It bores me. All right, so lead actors, yeah. we've got. Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, Francis, Francis McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Sayoris Ronan, and Lady Bird, and surprise, the young upstart, Meryl Streep, for The Post. Chief. <laughs> <Meryl Streep. laughs> Listen, I didn't, I didn't see any of those. Maybe, you know, the, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I, I stopped watching the Oscars, the BET Wars, all these things, maybe 10 years ago. Why is that? Um, I, you know, um... 
if you really want to hear the truth, uh, well, <laughs> here it is. The films that we're naming, I never saw in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, I would, you know, you sit down, you watch the Oscars. I have no idea what these films were. Yep. And I don't, I don't care about the dresses that the actresses wore, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what, what the actors have on, the red carpet, mm-hmm. none of that, you know. So I stopped watching, I stopped watching these, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as the BET, that went to the other spectrum where I was embarrassed after watching them. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, look at the shenanigans here. And I'd have to turn that off. As far as these, these award ceremonies for me, I just, you know, I don't, I don't participate. I, uh, you know, whoever won, won, and it's usually for some French film I've never heard of or, you know, something, you know, something nobody cares about in, in the real world. I love it. You know what I mean? Like these, these people who, who watch these movies are people who watch movies that, 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 that that we don't care that about. nobody talks about. Like nobody talks about. Exactly. Nobody goes to work and like, yo, you saw you saw the three billboards. Yo, you hear that when you hear like you have that one pretentious coworker, like, oh my gosh, it was such a good movie. Oh, you really need to check it out. And then you're actually rolling your eyes in your head, like, I'm never gonna see that mess. I'm as dumb as a bag of Idaho gold potatoes. I want stuff to blow up. I want to see boobies. I want. I want. I want. I want a montage. I want to fight. You know. Occasionally, I want some things to make sense, but for the most part, I'm going to the. I, I want to turn off my brain and be entertained, and I want you to entertain me well. That's why movies like Aliens and and The Matrix and and Forty Eight Hours Trade Play. These are my movies, right? I'm never gonna love Chinatown. I'm never gonna love Schindler's List. I'm never gonna love these movies. I don't care. I wanted to talk about one because I, I know y'all have some thoughts on this one. So best. Adapted screenplay has Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, because you were asking about it, Molly's Game, Mudbound, and Logan. I know all of you all love Logan, so... This was this was the first comic book movie that was nominated. It's like, it's not a comic book movie. It's like, and, and maybe if you liked it as a Western, I'm like, I, I hated that movie. I thought it was a waste of two hours. But if you if you like Shane, you love that movie. But if you didn't, if you came to see the end of Wolverine, you're like, this is crap. And don't, don't just try and throw this on the bone. Like, oh, see, we're not completely biased. We 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 allow Logan to have a chance. Yeah, yes, we're so we're so progressive. Like, get lost. That movie sucked. Oh. Chief, what do you think, man? About the nominees, the Logan and all them. Yeah, just Logan. I was curious because I know you have no love for Logan. I don't have any love for Logan. I, I thought I thought it was a sad way to to end the Wolverine franchise. I I, uh, I mean Hugh Jackman. It, it, I, I thought he was perfect for Logan um, when it first came out, and I did enjoy some of the Wolverine movies. Um, but this last one it was, it was sad, man. It was it was it was. I mean, Professor X was, 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 like, yeah, like, like, that's, Pat, that's Sir Patrick Stewart, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they deserve, yeah, that, 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 and that franchise like that, the, that way that that ended. Um, and it even, to me, you know, made the other movies where he's young now seem sad because you know how he's going to end up. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been better to me for for him to be maybe and 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 maybe he kills a little girl or something, and then at the end of the movie he just you know goes off to live by himself alone or something. But 
for him to be just dying, uh, can't heal himself. He's he's a, a shell of his man. Professor X is 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 is, is, is losing his stuff too. Um, it's just it was just sad, man. It was a sad. It was a long sad movie, and um. Yeah, I, I just I just thought the franchise deserved better. I think they I think they they cropped all over the franchise with that last one. I think it it could have been it could have done so much with it. That I mean, there is still X Men Wolverine origin, so it's not like it's the worst movie in the. That's a good point. Yeah. Wolverine franchise. But so let me ask this question for the group then: adaptive screenplay. I mean, they took some of the source material from Old Man Logan. Then they took a lot of the source material from some of the old, you know, Wolverine movies here and there. Like, you know, this, you know, at the end of, uh, uh, what was that, Apocalypse, you know, dude got his blood and all that stuff. So now they, we don't know what timeline we're talking about now. Who knows? Right. You know what I mean? In days, in the, the end of days of future past, he woke up and it's like, oh, I'm in the future. So did Professor X lose his mind and kill every X-Men like the day after? Like, what happened? Like, you know, there were so many holes in this thing. I get why yeah. people didn't like Logan, so I think Logan of the standalone movie, which I think the director wanted to do anyway, which I hate how Fox lets that happen um, with all the X-Men mm-hmm. things, which is why I'm glad no Disney bothered me. It was the only reason, the only good thing about Disney by them. But I, I, I wonder, is, can you count that as adaptive? I mean, you just mutilated it. I don't know. To yeah. use a- for us not who aren't in the know, what is the criteria for best adapted screenplay? Based off of written work. So it's no no firm. It has to be from one book. I mean, Godfather 2 was adapted from the first book, and they included a new section to it. So that still counts as adapted, even though half, this, half the movie is not based off of anything else. Um, so basically, it's just whatever. I'm just really confused as to why... If they want to open up this can of worms, Logan was the first one to break through as opposed to, say, Civil War, which to me would, would did a much better job adapting a messy, kind of disjointed comic book into a story that worked well with that existing universe and used the basic premise of the source material to make a really good movie. But, you know, I, I never claim to understand their logic. So since we talked about Logan kind of disregarding all the great aspects of the roller coaster ride that was the X-Men franchise, I guess this is a good time to segue into our next topic. I gave you guys a homework assignment because I've seen so many updates and so many news on we've got a new movie coming that's continuing the adventures of a previous film. And then I thought about movies that I really liked, and then they had a sequel, and it made me kind of go back and hate the old movie. And then there were some sequels that were so good, it was like, wow, wow, you even managed to make me like the earlier film, which I was kind of indifferent on. But man, this sequel was great. So I asked you guys to come up with sequels. The good and the bad. Gunner, let's hear from you. See, I couldn't think of one for each one. I got like four for each one, but I'll try to narrow down. Okay, Clerks 2. Okay. Why did they do that? That was terrible. Clerks 1 was just fine. Why did they do that? Blade 2. I was just like, eh. Uh, okay. Matrix 3, Spider-Man 3. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. You're saying Blade 2 
sucked? When you look at the first one? Come on, man. If you, if you said Blade 3, I would I have it. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but compared to the first one, the cinematography, the character development, the, the poeticness of everything, nah, man. Then they brought Old Boy back to life. It didn't make me rethink the franchise, but it was at the same. I mean, you know, rethink my first movie, but do I go back and watch Blade Two over and over again? Not really. Hmm. Okay. That's that's a little a good ones, the good ones, the ones that made you like, yo, that first one was great. Um, Kill Bill Two, which is kind of cheating, also because mm-hmm. they made that as one film. Yeah. But whatever, Bad Boys Two and The Raid Two. Yeah, good choice. Chris Nolan, Dark Knight. That was damn perfect. Let's go with Chief. What do you got, man? Uh, he took my Dark Knight, so I'm gonna go with uh, movies that were better than the original. Uh, Superman Two, mm. the Christopher Reeves version. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, thank you. Um, and uh, did you ever see? Uh, was it wasn't it Death Wish Two with the gangs when they moved out? Yeah, together? my man. Uh, when he was like the giggler with the giggler. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man, I got to scratch that off because that's on my list. Okay, my fault, my fault. Um, So those are are my... And and a movie that the the original was great, but every other sequel sucked, The Highlander. That first Highlander. Yes. What? Yes. Oh my God! Yeah. Why did I not think of that? <laughs> every, every every they ruined the Highlander franchise by adding sequels to that thing. That that yeah, first movie was the was 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 tops. They didn't have to do nothing else to it. It was perfect. No. Yeah. Yeah. I read somewhere that that I read somewhere that that Highlander movie. They were like, cool. Each one of those sequels. Is a sequel to the sec to the first one, so Highlander two is a sequel to Highlander one. Highlander three and four are also sequels to Highlander one. They kept trying again until Endgame, which is also a you know sequel to one, put it based off the TV show because they brought in new dude. We don't talk mm-hmm. about the story. Ruined it, and we move on. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say what Lonnie said. Chief, down on your list? Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, I didn't have you know, I didn't have a super list like the rest of my. Actually, I found this assignment kind of kind of hard, just trying to think of all the movies that I watch and trying to think of a part two. But I know I love Superman, I love Death Wish, um, and uh, I'm you know I'm gonna leave mine you know open because you know I'm I'm gonna just let, let the team share. All right, <laughs> all right, Jace, how about you? Okay, I, I'm I'm not gonna tread on anybody else's list. Uh, I'm gonna uh, for uh, a movie that really made me like, like the original was John Wick too. Like yeah. that one, seeing that one after the, I mean, the, the first one, it's like you could watch those two back to back. Like oh wow, it's like I mean I, I'm also gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and take Raid because the dip, the jump from Raid one to Raid two is like this is what happens when you give a really good director a little bit more money on budget and you usually like. This is what I can do. So it was really good. I also, uh, I'm also going to say Captain America Winter Soldier versus Captain yeah. America. Like, that oh, yeah. Captain America was good, but Winter Soldier was phenomenal and is part of the snob Oscar voters. Like, that was one of those, it was easy to take our father to because it was like, oh, this has got Red, Robert Redford in it. And you had a really good spy mystery 
within an actual comic book movie. So I, 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 that was another one I liked. Uh, my bad ones are, well, as, as much as, as I loved Superman 2, uh, Superman 4 is what happens when you have no budget. <laughs> Superman 4 was oh. probably one of the most disappointing movies I've ever seen. Like, I love man, Superman yeah. 4, dude. I love it. <laughs> Nuclear weapons. The fact that we don't even let the big brute talk. We literally have Gene Hackman say his lie. <laughs> the fact that his superpower is he grows long nails. Nuclear oh, nails. God. Right, nuclear nails. Dude. Oh, my God. Uh, I love that movie. I love it. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, I'm going to take the depressing movie that kind of after you really enjoyed it, you got to Rocky Four. You really, you were just, you, yeah, yeah. And then you got to Rocky Five. I love Rocky Five. Rocky Five. <laughs> Rocky got dumb again. Rocky got beat dumb again. I loved it. <laughs> that was, that was, no. Like, that, there hey, you go. Tell like, me. Those, those are two movies I wish could be erased from sequel history. And, and all, all, all of the Highlander movies, like the side part one, like if those movies just went away. I'd be a happy camper. Yeah. All right, Javon, how about you? Oh yeah, let's start. <clears throat> let's get into the doo doo here. Bad sequels: The Matrix Reloaded, U.S. Marshals, the sequel to The Fugitive with Robert Downey Jr. and Wesley Snipes. That was terrible. Speed Two, uh, Dumb and Dumber Two. RoboCop 2, Home Alone 2, Anchorman 2, Jurassic Park 2, Gate from L.A., The Mummy 2, Carlito's Way 2, Major League 2, Caddyshack 2, Ghostbusters 2, with the Mighty Vigo, Grease 2, Fletch 2, and the last two is Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Wait a minute. They actually made it Carlito's Way 2? With with Diddy in it. With Diddy in it. Yeah. Oh. That I thought, that was, I thought oh that was a prequel. It was a prequel, but it was Carlito's way, Rise to Power. I'm counting it as a sequel because it was just that bad. It made me hate the first one because they did that to it. All right, how about your like, sequel list? That was good. Uh, Mad Max. Nobody mentioned Mad Max. Hellboy 2. Shrek 2. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Spider-Man 2, Rambo 2, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master, Evil Dead 2, and that's it. Go Kill Bill 2, but that was that was already brought up. See, Being that we couldn't bring up Terminator 2 and Aliens, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that, those, are, those are too easy. Those are layups, those are layups. Yeah. So it's funny because I was curious to see if any of y'all would say say the ones on my list. So for sequels that were awesome and great, I had The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. That was my favorite installment of the series. It upped everything that we saw in the first film, added new characters, and set up a nice cliffhanger for the next installment. So great movie, great sequel. Loved it just as much as I did the first one. Next up on my list ties into a movie that's coming out this Friday, The Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. I liked the first one 
wasn't sure how they'd be able to make it into a sequel, but they did. And it was really exciting. Lots of cool stunts, action scenes, and has me very excited about the movie The Death Cure and The Scorch Trials is a great sequel. On my awful list, and really the true inspiration for this homework assignment, Legally Blonde 2, it was so bad so bad it just ripped off everything that made the first one great and did not work it's awful next up now you see me too now this one tried really hard to replicate the magic haha but it just didn't work it didn't click and they tried to swap out isla fisher and it just it just didn't work it just and then they messed up all the cool backstory that they'd set up and tried to end no good last but not least kick ass 2 I loved the first oh, film. Dude. It was so different from all the other comic book movies around at the time. It was like a R-rated version of Spider-Man. It was really funny and had these breakout performances. Then they did the second one, and it sucked so bad. I hated that movie. I think I gave it a one. If I did, I should give it a zero. It was awful, and there was no redeeming <laughs> value to it. Kick-Ass was so good. Nicolas Cage was good in it. The second one had Jim Carrey hamming it up, and it was terrible. So Kick-Ass 2 is my absolute least favorite sequel ever, and that's one, yeah, that just never should have been made. The CW shows are back in full swing. Uh, We didn't get to this last week because we recorded on Wednesday. So let's talk about Arrow. Arrow came back, and it seemed like... I was really worried about this one. This was probably, of all the CW shows, the one I was least looking forward to just because... I didn't think they'd actually be able to pull off coming up with another storyline to keep this season going with the Legion of Supervillains fighting Team Arrow. But it was actually really good. We had Oliver realize, I can't beat five supervillains or five villains on my own. I need my team. And the team was like, nah, dude, you don't trust us. We don't trust you. And it was awesome because, you know, they always... They always had these little issues, these little tiffs. And then the next episode, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, too. And yeah, everything's good. This time, they were like, no, man, we're, we're going to do our own thing. And, I, and they didn't come up with a team name, but this is the perfect opportunity for these guys to call themselves the outsiders. They're outside of Team Arrow, and they can do their own thing. And I love the concept of two superhero groups or two vigilante groups running around in Arrow. And they can be cool, but I really like the premise of them being on their own and not worrying about Oliver. Just like Batman and the Outsiders, where the Outsiders eventually struck out from Batman. So, love that. And I actually liked how they worked the villains in, where they actually seemed competent. They weren't tripping over each other. And, oh, you made me miss this shot. They were, like, working as a team. Like, Black Siren was setting up Arrow to fall into Vigilante. And it, it was... I liked how how that played out, and the action was crazy. Like that scene in the trench when Green Arrow was fighting all those dudes, mm-hmm. that was money. That was one of the best scenes they've done in years, and and the action has always been good, but that one really stood out to me. So that was my take. I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow's episode a lot now, and if they stay on the course of that last episode, I'm back in for this season. Gunner, what you think? That joint was sick. I was thinking the exact same scene. I was like, you know, okay, cool. The outsiders might become the outsiders finally because they're actually outside now. But that that scene right there, I was like, see, that was Arrow. He's taking on all these cats at once. He's good. Done. But, you know, five villains, five supervillains or whatever, five main villains, I don't know. 
But but at the same time, he looked like he was holding his own. He just had to run away real quick. As soon as he get a new plan, he'll figure it out. That's what season one and two he did. So yeah, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool though. I, I like it. I, I like the fact that there's like, hey, I can't forgive you. Whatever, you know, we're about to do our own thing. Peace. Maybe yeah. we'll work side by side. We're gonna pull a Nightwing on you. Deuces. Mm-hmm. Chase, how about you? That episode gave me a little hope for okay, this, this could rebound. And uh, I actually, for for once, I had to have to give Curtis uh, some actual props because his actual cave. Actually looks cooler than the arrow cave. It actually looks like he actually was using he was siphoning some of that uh venture capital money and actually making all this nice computer stuff and maybe he'll actually look like he's not Felicity's sidekick. Uh which could be a nice improvement for his character. Um but we'll, we'll see where this season goes from here, but there's a little there's a list, a little bit of positive momentum. Now you know that was the headquarters of Helix, the old group that Felicity was teaming up with last season. He just retrofitted yeah, it. Yeah, but there was if there weren't any modern, they took they t- they took everything out. Like when Felicity came back to Spring Cave and James, they like they took everything out of Helix. When oh. the last time we saw Helix location, they had a clearance so, sale. Yeah, must- so Supergirl, Supergirl, when it left for the break, I was probably the most excited about Supergirl than I was the other shows because Supergirl had a villain who they built up really well in Rain. And I cared about Rain. I cared about how she became this villain. And it was great because she didn't know that she was a villain. So she was beating Supergirl down, left her for dead, and was just running National City. Since Supergirl's return from its break, I have Arrow-like concerns right now. Because this last episode was a real swing and a miss. So we had... Supergirl decide or Supergirl wanted to get some more information on Rain. So she needed to go to this other space station to get some information from the lady who Fort Ross is named after, who was played by the lady who was Ursula, Sarah Douglas, and Superman too. So that was a nice shout out. I love when they do that. Then we had Supergirl looked around and realized in three seasons she's never made a superhero female friend. So she has to Call up the old Rolodex. Oh, Monel's wife, Saturn Girl. You're not doing anything. You can come with me. And then she's like, Wow, I have no one else that I can call. There's no Miss Martian. There's nobody. So I'll guess I guess I'll just reach out to my villain crew who tries to kill me all the time and see if they're down. So then she gets Livewire and her bad wig and Psy, who literally controls minds because she her name is Psy. And all because they were going to a place that was poisonous to anyone with the Y chromosome, which would be a problem if Guardian was her only superhero pal. But she's got a Daxamite, Monel, who, why would we assume that they would have Y chromosomes just because he's a dude? But for the sake of argument, I'll go ahead and say, okay, maybe, maybe he's got a Y chromosome too, even though they probably don't have that over in Daxam. But Martian Manhunter, who is an alien who absolutely cannot have Y chromosomes, or if he does, just won't change his shape so he doesn't have them anymore. I mean, they literally could have done like a little fun Easter egg and make him Miss Martian from the show and give him a red wig. Instead, he's just like sitting back. Well, Kara, I never do anything to help you anyway. Why would I help you this episode? So it's Supergirl and her three buddies and they go off and they fight. Uh, a couple of villains, and then Rain kills Roz, and we learn that there's two more, 
like her. And Mono actually has to give her a pep talk and give her some actual words of encouragement that she can save the day and make people turn back from their villainous ways, just like she did with with, uh, Livewire, who died and took her bad wig into the force with Emperor Palpatine. Fellas, what did y'all think of this episode? I'm going to quote Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, that episode was not good. It, the Supergirl has just kind of, they, I don't know if this was the whole plan the whole time. I'm, I'm sure it is, but they, they were better focusing on Lena, uh, uh, the mom and actually just keeping the Legion has just been bad on this whole show. It's like Brainiac, they don't even bother like putting the makeup on his neck. It's like, it's just a little, it's like, um, the guy from, uh, uh, New Generation, Star Trek, New Generation, but they don't even bother putting his stuff on his hands. It's like, he's a white guy. Like, you guys are going to put some silver in his hands? Like, nah, we're good. You don't even look at his hands. He's on a computer, but you'll never look at his hands. And Livewire, I don't even know if she was supposed to be a different color. She literally had a blonde wig-ish. And they probably just, like, threw a little bit of powder in her face. It was like, come on, y'all. That, that was just, that seemed like an episode they just didn't try. Yeah. It's like I'm glad they had Sarah Douglas. She was the best part of it. Like, oh, the rest of it was like, you have Martian Manhunter. He does not have to be a male or female. It's a choice for him, really. Like, so why can't he come? Why can't? Why couldn't y'all have just had Ms. Martian? Also, we had to make sure that uh, Saturn Girl does not have her telepathic power and actually gets punked out by a telepath. Just to put her on the sideline, which made no sense on that whole, that part. It was like, oh, you, you're obviously hurt, so we're going to take both of you out. Like, uh, I, I, I might have to, we're, we're going to see how next week goes. Uh, then I might have a free little hour on Monday again. All right, Gutter, how about you, man? I also was like, okay, the Y chrome is the thing I can let it go until they started zooming off the space. I thought two things. Didn't McGann pretend to have different blood cells? Therefore, I'm pretty sure John, uh, Martian Manhunter can freaking do it too and change his whole situation. So he's cool. So I'm like, well, we'll let that go. He needed to stay here or something. Couldn't they have just picked up McGann? Like, why couldn't they just pick her up? Like, hey, you on Mars? Are you still fighting stuff? Well, well since Daddy was in freaking there for Christmas after fighting the battles, like, you know, the other week or before the break, I'm pretty sure they could have scooped McGann real quick since they're going to some far off planet, Mars is literally right there. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, why, don't stop? why don't you scoop me? You live down the street from me. Uh, hello? So that was the part. That and we got hello, Megan. Hello, Megan. Right. I'm just like, okay. Hey, yeah, good point. Ah, funny. Um, hello, Megan. Um, so how about Livewire? I, I was like, why is the Suicide Squad situation happening? And if it is a Suicide Squad situation, why is it so thin? Okay, just four? Oh, okay, that's cool. And they try to make it like make them walk off in superhero fashion. I was like, this is not the super team that you need to use this slow motion thing for like, at all. I was just not excited. Yeah, I was just like, no, nah, that's not it. I did like the fight. I mean, I do, I do understand and love the fact that Supergirl has gone more fight scene than soap up. And I am enjoying that part of mm-hmm. the show. Because keep in mind, I took a break from the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. So to see that, I'm like, cool. But yeah, the logic of the whole Y chromosome thing. I'm like, I get it. That's cool. I don't mind. But still, you can pick up McGann, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, it's like an homage to like, you know, the feminist movement where it's like, oh yeah, you got black women over here too. We forget about them. Yeah, I said it. 
Chief, I know, I know you've been a Team Supergirl man, so what did you think on this one? Let me ask you something. Um, doesn't, doesn't, hasn't Superman and or Supergirl flown out of this solar system into other, like, flown, flown through space? Yeah, as far as I'm aware yeah. of, yeah. If they fly out of space, out of the sun's, the, the, the yellow sun's rays or whatever for a while, why wouldn't she be okay? We're not talking. I mean, shoot, like, like that's I where, that I was, that's where I get you. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, they're like, well, there's a, there's a blue sun, and I'm like, so. And then the next night he's like, well, you won't have your powers, and I'm like, what? I said, well, how does that change anything? Like, like, this, they, they fly through space. They go to other planets where there is no yellow sun at all. Is there a sun now, near Oa? Because Superman has his powers near Oa. That's a good point, sir. Yeah, that's a real good point. So, that's such a good point. I didn't even think about it. But, yeah, that totally makes so sense. So, I'm, I'm like, so I'm it like, should be a point of slow drawers. So, yeah. you know, like the, the, the chromosome thing, I, you know, I, saw, but I, was, I, I was so focused on why she would lose her powers. By, by by flying to another part in space, leaving the solar system. Like I know I've seen Supergirl, Superman leave the solar system, where there is no red, there's no yellow sun in sight. And 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 now all of a sudden they're like, well, uh, there's there's no there's no yellow sun. You're you're gone. You're you're gonna have to uh, take some people with you. What? I said, all right, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, 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 yeah, if he said Red Sun, those, everybody would have been like, cool. Yeah, yeah, I dig Right. The Red Sun, I, I, I would have saw. I was like, okay, well, that's your Krypton, Kryptonian Sun. I get it. But the, yellow, the, the, the Blue Sun, what is that? What does that matter? The, okay, from- I, 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 I'll, I'll take this one. In, in, uh, early in the Blue sun is what kind of red sun completely uh, like limits their power, but a blue sun is going back to like kind of uh, some comic book or you know show history before that the blue sun instantaneously I think drains them of their power like super quick. I did not know that. They, that's and only only reason I remember that is because of small bit. That's the only I'm like. Oh, otherwise, yeah, I, and I'm you like know, that was. That's still know. not a great explanator though. I mean, it was it it still was like, come on, y'all can come on, bring make more sense on why that she needs these two losers. The if you fun. Google, they make up all kinds of kryptonite, so, so you know, yeah. I, 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 it's not perfect. I mean, like, I still say it needs a little more explaining. I mean, mine is a blue star, but it ain't blue kryptonite. I mean, it's, it's blue star, but it's not blue kryptonite. So even that actually, that explanation I just gave falls short because blue star ain't blue kryptonite. It's not blue kryptonite. So oh, you know, it doesn't it's, make it's, sense. If you, go to, if you go to Superman Wikipedia, if you go to Superman Wikipedia, let me just breeze through this, guys, for a second real quick. Bear with me. All right. So... Um, blue stars are a type of main sequence star. They are the hottest type of star and has such produced the most energy 
even more than yellow stars, right? This increased energy ah. output enhances the photonucleic effect in Kryptonians and Daxamites. That is, Kryptonians and Daxamites living under a blue star would be incredibly powerful, even more so than they would be under a yellow star. Oh, show me oh. nothing Okay, hold up, hold up. Now, this keep in mind, this is the same show that for some reason decides Supergirl's heat vision should be blue. So they just change the rules all the time. Oh, all right, my. Geez. Well, okay. you, you just dropped the mic on. Anything else about the episode? Because I, I think you no, just summed just, it up. No, no, the episode just killed the whole premise. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for looking that up. That's real. I don't even want to watch the show next week. I'm good. <laughs> they gonna mix stuff up. Something told me not to watch that show. <laughs> Thanks, Chief. You got Gunner stopping to watch Supergirl now. Hey, man, you know I gotta speak the truth on it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. All right, let's move on <laughs> to the Flash then, because Supergirl's just been killed by you guys. All right, so. Yesterday's episode, we saw Barry in prison. He's celebrating his first week behind bars. He decides he needs a buddy, hangs out with Goldberg, and and they fight some criminals. Barry's not using his powers outside of random events to kind of save himself from getting shivved. Meanwhile, Ralph is still trying to figure out his name, and he's stuck with Stretchy Man until he encounters the trickster and his mom, Frank. And they call him out, and for some reason... Killer Frost, who was literally one of the main villains last season, has become dangerously inept and cannot stop anybody. And Cisco, who has teleportation powers, who is also unable to do unable to do anything useful. So now they both get trapped, and Ralph has to save the day and overcome his doubt and fear that he could get killed while on the job as a superhero. So this is a kind of a weird episode for me because it was like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of feeling what you guys are doing, but I'm not that invested in Ralph yet. And I don't know if I care enough about him because next season you guys may go, eh, we're not into Ralph anymore. Ralph is away in another city and we never see Ralph again. Or he just gets written off in a really crummy way by breaking up with somebody in a Dear John letter like Jesse. Or he's like Wally and just randomly shows up before getting dished over to Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm not really invested in this whole Ralph thing. I know they're trying to make him happen, but I don't care. And I don't know if I need to. So that was my thoughts on the episode. It was okay episode. Um, I think I'm, I'm getting... It's, so, like, there's no movement at all, though, with the people who put him in jail. So... <laughs> I don't know if they're just taking this season off to expand everybody else's powers or, or to show off everybody else's power. I'm not quite sure what it is they're doing. Um, it was okay. It was cool to Goldberg and everything like that. But at this point, man, it's, it's not really the Flash. It's just Flash's friends. What has been basically, we're about to go into next week, I think it's episode three. It didn't show any signs of the Flash hitting the street. Basically, you, you, you're watching Flash's friends now. I don't... How long is that supposed to last? How long are we going to watch Flash in, in jail and, and, and watch this unfold? Like I said, it wasn't a bad episode, but at the same time, I'm like, hold on. They're not even, like... They're not even trying anymore to... Like, nobody's searching for the, these people. Like, it, it's just starting to... They're just starting to stall out. So... 
I don't know. You raise an interesting point because they were doing this on Arrow with season three when everybody thought he was dead. And it was down to, to Diggle, Roy, and Laurel at that point to try to keep Star City safe. And I thought Arrow did a better job because we had built those other guys up enough to a point where they could reasonably kind of hold the city down while he was gone. But this one, it's like, hey, we got a new hero instead of the ones that we built up from last season. I mean, right now would be the key time for them to have Wally on there. And I really don't understand why he's been away and why we got to push uh, Ralph in there now. Because he's just not doing it for me. Jace, how about you, man? What do you think? Uh, this is the... How many... I mean, like, we spent... How long building building up Wally to All put that. him on the Legends? All I mean, that. it's like uh, Cisco went from fighting uh, Reverb and actually, you know, he, he looked more confident when he was fighting Reverb than he's done all season. It's like, so you have you know where the, this acid is? Why the hell aren't you just vibing it out of here? Like, they're pretty useless without that. Like. I've been right into Central City Prison. Like, like, and Flash says, oh, I can't use my powers because X, Y, and Z. But then all of a sudden when he wants to get away from getting shipped, he can, he can use it. When he wants to touch Iris through the glass, he can do that. It's like, so what are you doing in here? Like, it makes no sense for you actually to be in prison. If the rules really, if you, if you said, all right, Iron Heights makes it so I can't use my powers. Okay. But now you can use your powers. You just, it's almost stupid for you to be there when there's actually an emergency. Like, is no one going to figure out, hey, Flash is not here. Barry Allen's in jail. This could be a correlation. He's always late in prison. I mean, it is job at Central City. That happens to be when Flash is saving the city. Huh. Anybody else going to make that correlation? So, I. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily like this silly part of this first part of the season. I like these series, I mean, the winter finale, but these last couple episodes are like, it's kind of losing me. The Flash, when they took over the Carter and put all those people out of the apartment so they could sell crack, that was messed up. I, hate you. I think Marshall Manhunter, no, seriously, dude, it was messed up. And when they sent Chris Rocket... You're really going to bring New Jack City in here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did that. I did that. I did that. <clears throat> when they sent Chris Rock in there to infiltrate, they should have known he wasn't ready. So yeah, it's it, it was a bad episode of my book. Is that right. good enough, Jeff? That that was perfect. All right. So Thank move you. from one lightning infused character to another. Black Lightning had his second episode. I did not get a chance to watch the episode before I had comments from people uh questioning why Black Lightning's daughter needed to be homosexual. So I, I don't necessarily care how, I mean, my whole thing is I know everybody wants to be represented wherever they are on TV. So they want that. But Black Lightning's daughter in the comic book actually is a lesbian. So no problems there. The only issue I ever have is when they take a character who's not gay and decide to switch him up like mr terrific i had so many issues with him one of them was that they made him gay but that was hardly the biggest because they took this guy who was super confident who was a, who was a leader of men authoritative and just 
totally with it and a man who inspired others and rallied people around him and they made him this comic relief so that was that's always been my big problem with curtis but with black lightning's daughter who's like a c-level character at best and she actually is gay in the comic book i don't care and i don't know i thought the show did a much better job portraying a real relationship as opposed to making it some look at this it's two chicks kissing and so it's just i didn't care um but with this episode the show is already feeling so much more important and and more mature and, and just on a whole different level than the other cw shows uh, i think the big thing is because black lightning we're not having to suffer through the origin story of hey how do i use my lightning powers it's burning up my clothes he's already done the whole figuring out who he is how to use his stuff and his conflict is hey do i go save my city because everything is going crazy people are getting gunned down girls are getting taken from schools and other girls are getting prostituted out i can stop this with my powers or I can sit back, watch it all unfold in order to to get my marriage back on track. And that's such a mature storyline. It's so much more than the typical, do I tell my love interest that I'm a superhero? Do I spend a whole season where she doesn't know who I am until like the end or or anything like that? It's none of that. You know, I mean, that's none of the typical CW stuff. This is. Man, this is like adult issues. It's like, whoa, okay. And I love that scene where his his ex-wife went, you're addicted to this. And it's like, man, that's a cool concept. The superhero being addicted to that adrenaline rush of going out and being a hero. And I wrote in my review that the people called Jefferson Black Jesus. So even when he's not in costume, there's like this thought that maybe he's got a bit of a hero complex, that he has to go save people. And I love the thought of them exploring that and, and like for a hero, for a person who who wants to do right, even when it's a crazy situation. Like when he went and confronted Lala in front of all his crew, I was like, dude, you are crazy. And that, that played out exactly the way it should have. And when Lawanda decided to confront Lala, that played out exactly how it would have happened in real life. And I was like, you're stupid. And I was like, wow, that was surprising. Because, you know, that typically doesn't happen on the show. But that's reality. And I feel like this show has done an awesome job of portraying black people and not making it cartoonish, not making it a spectacle, but something where it's like, yeah, okay, they're acting in a realistic manner. Realistic things are happening to them. Like when Will got killed, it was like, yep, that would have happened. When Lala got killed, oh, wow, yep, that would have happened too. And this episode addressed one of the complaints that I had from last episode because we saw a black cop who was on the take with uh, Tobias. So great stuff. Only issue, again, is I don't need to see his daughter getting powers second episode and she's doing the same origin stuff that I don't want to see, that I was happy was not in Black Lightning with him. But we're just getting it through her perspective. And it's like, dude, I just want to see a superhero who's confident, who knows his thing. I don't need to to ham. I don't need I don't want them shoving her origin into Black Lightning's second episode that would be like flash having wally immediately get struck by lightning in the lab with barry on the first episode and then starting to run fast in the second episode we were like look we don't even know barry why are we focusing on him so 
I don't like that. And that's that's the only thing that's holding me back. But I know we've all gone gone through and ran and watched this one. So, Jace, what did you think of Black Lightning? I am invested in the Black Lightning principal character. I'm invested in his white, I mean, like, wife, like, not stupid teenage drama. Like, no, seriously, like, you need to care about your family, not care about the rest of the city. Like, we need to grow up, you know, you need to kind of let the kids stuff and let the law do their own thing. Like, I like that storyline. The daughter, it's just too early for her. I mean, it's just like, can we get to know, I mean, like, Black Lightning is the old dude, but again, now you're going to have her with her discovery of power, and I'm sure it's not long until her sister comes up and gets powers. now, unless we're going to drop all of this into the Black Lightning family, is somehow magically going to get dropped in with the rest of the CW? I, I think I think it's just like kind of too early to just have everybody have powers, and so if somehow she can take a nice step back from the power situation and goes to, and we focus on, uh, like. Black, Black Lightning, the character, and, you know, his duality, like, I think that would be a better focus. Now, I did, I read, I read your review on the site, uh, livesmoviefile.com, uh, and I, I did, uh, one thing is, like, I was hoping, that I, like, when, they, when uh, Lala died, it was like, oh, uh, I, was, I, was, I was hoping he was going to be like uh, one, of, one of the Luke character cages, uh, Luke Cage characters, who lasted probably as long as they could and then they transitioned to the next bad guy but to kill him in the second episode was like okay now we have to build up the other guy other than just being a bad bad guy so i i want to see how that works out all right gunner how about you yeah i like the storyline of him having to deal with being a superhero in a family those flashbacks right I guarantee we'll probably see an origin story flashback episode at some point between now and season two in the middle of season two or something, right? Mm-hmm. This has got to be a season two. Let's just call it now. Um, I recall all of us being annoyed at the fact that Laurel Lance, Laurel Dinah Lance, was, they were slow building the heck out of making her Black Canary. And I'm kind of cool with you know, Thunder getting her powers a little, or discovering her powers. I mean, why not? She's an adult now, right? So, you know, I don't mind them slow rolling that from the first episode, from the second, well, first episode on. I don't mind that, actually. Um, because, so was you know, that because building... we Was that because we knew who the character was? More so, like, yeah. I didn't know his daughters had powers. But oh, as soon as it said, yeah, no. Laurel, because yeah, remember, her name was Laurel for the longest time, and then I think, like, at the end of her episode, she said, oh, yeah, my name's Dinah. It's actually Dinah Laurel. It was like, what, what the hell do you mean you're Dinah Laurel Lance? Like, you're Black Canary. Why? You should be Black Canary. Like, but not knowing his origin, I'm like, oh, do we really need to drop the other ones? That, 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 that was my issue with it. No, I dig it. No, my thing is, I'm like, I know, well, I was kind of saying the fact that we knew that Laurel was going to be eventually, you know, when she was Lance, I'm like, okay, her middle name's Diana, got it. Or, and then, you know, D Lance or whatever, because I think they had a name for some crap. But, um, 
we we knew that was gonna happen. They were just slow rolling the heck out of it. And then Sarah comes. We're like, what? Um, so for me, I'm kind of like, well, at least they're not, they're they're gonna go with it this time. I'm like, thank you. Cause I don't like sitting here admiring characters and there's like, yeah, this is their character here or there, but when are we gonna see her turn into Killer Frost or him turn into Vibe? They're just using side characters. So I think they're kind of cleaning that up a little bit, which I don't mind. I want to see when Lightning gets her powers, and I also want to know. If what's his name? Uh, I forgot the name of the, the brother because he was only in one episode so far. Um, but I hope his middle name is Virgil, Jennifer's boyfriend. Khalil. Name on the show? Khalil. Khalil. Yeah. Thank you. I'm hoping it's Khalil, Virgil, whatever. So I'm telling you exactly to... what's going to happen with Khalil. Khalil is going to get rickied in Boys in the Hood style. He's going to get killed because you know we can't have no positive black men in these movies. He's going to get killed, uh-huh. and that's going to prompt Jennifer yeah. to get her powers. Yep. I agree. I was just hoping Virgil would show up or something. Maybe I he will. Think anyway. If I read, they are going to try to work static in at some point, but I, I just want to see Black Lightning do his thing that's like for season a whole four, though. season. I mean, that should definitely be a season two thing, like an end of season two. Yeah, thing, like, like, oh, here's this kid that moves into the neighborhood. And then season two. Also has lightning its powers. Like, we're going to yeah. already have way too much lightning going on in that show. If you add Virgil in there, true. But I dig it. I'm digging the show. I'm digging the realism. I'm digging the fact that it's like several sides of blackness. So you got Tobias here, like I hate Negroes. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know. And then you got the gangster style. Then you got you know the school teacher trying to fix it this way, or school principal trying to fix it this way. And then you have the Black Power <laughs> Thunder um, doing it this way, which is perfect. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like. I like it. I like how they're doing it so far. Like, pretty much, I can't find a real flaw in this show, All right. quite frankly, right now. No need to go searching too deep. Now it's time to play News Round Robin. So I'm just going to pick one of you guys to break down one of these news items that are going on right now. Chase, Meryl Streep is joining Big Little Lies Season 2. What do you think about this? And is it possible for this TV show to now be nominated for an Oscar? Yes. There, somehow it will shown in one theater in Hollywood so it will be an Oscar nominated for best actor for a limited run series yes alright Javon we've got a new cat in a hat movie coming from Warner Brothers what do you think about this uh, it shouldn't happen we, 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 you know wasn't it then again no I mean Michael Myers cat in a hat wasn't so bad I, I just think dude, you gotta do it right if you're gonna do live action cat in a hat just do it right don't over the top, but keep it true to Dr. Seuss and uh, pick, select the right actor. I don't know who that would be. Just, as long as it's not like Jack Black or somebody like that. Just, just do it right. That's all I can ask for. Do it right. Gunner, Riverdale is putting together. You can no. stop right there. I'm good. We don't watch that show. Why am I watching <laughs> Fake Archie, 90210, Wannabe Melrose Place, Crappy Ass Show? No. Here's a reason you can it. watch it now. <laughs> Here is a one. reason you can watch it. They're doing a musical episode around no. the I mean, it's going to be just as good as The Flash and Supergirl? Listen, uh, I musical? love The Flash. I love that show, and I hate the music episode. Musical episode. We don't need to see Glee Part 8. We're good. And it's on Riverdale, a show that I'm hoping will go off the air soon because nobody's watching this crap. Isn't it on right now as we're recording? Are you watching it? No. Okay. Just check. All right. So that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. 
Thank you, fellas. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. Hope you enjoyed the show. I had a lot of fun, as always, recording with the guys. Uh, you know, now it's super late and I can't go watch Arrow, but uh, all in due time. Um, just a few other things, a few notes before I wrap this up. It's 20 more days until Black Panther. I know you thought you were going to escape a podcast episode without me talking about it. But yeah, 20 more days. Uh, we're in the home stretch now. It's super stoked. Cannot wait to see it multiple times. Also, on the movie review front this week, it was kind of slow. I've seen a lot of things that are coming out, except for Maze Runner. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to that this weekend. Hostiles, this movie starring Christian Bale and Rosamund Pike and Wes Studi, came out or comes out nationwide on Friday. It's been in limited release uh, throughout the country, but now you'll be able to see it wherever. And you can check out my review on LylesMovieFiles.com. Just go to the movie review section. You'll find it easily enough. Also, I've uh, done some comic book reviews this past week. Uh, one of my the, my favorite, my top choice for this week was Doomsday Clock number three, which is kind of weird because that's kind of all in the news right now. This one's about the DC Watchmen kind of crossover big mega event. The story really advanced this one or this issue. Looking forward to seeing where Jeff Johns gary frank and brad anderson are taking this thing but if you're into comics if you ever enjoyed Watchmen, so far this has been a great ride and i definitely recommend you picking it up uh this past week i was very thrilled to actually find an action figure right when everybody else in the country was finding it walmart has their exclusive wwe figure line and it's their flashback series so i got six and i got the mean gene oakland figure this is like one of the the fastest purchase review shoot post that i've done since i've been reviewing action figures but i really love the mean gene figure you can check it out see how he stands up next to the hulk hogan roddy piper uh junkyard dogs uh it was a lot of fun shooting that guy and um yeah it was cool because while i was shooting him i was watching the raw 25 special if you watch raw uh, you know it wasn't quite the big event that everybody was hoping it would be. I had one suggestion that would have made the show a little bit better. And it's just something simple to get people to come back the next week. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, I will have recorded and been working on a Royal Rumble preview. So stay tuned for that. you hear my thoughts on that with my very special guest. So that's it for this episode. I hope you had a blast listening to it as much as I did recording it. And we'll see you real soon. Next week, same time. Uh, if you subscribe, it makes it easier. It just pops right up. You don't have to hunt it down. But you can check this out. Every day you can go onto the site, LylesMovieFiles.com, and you'll see something that I'm writing. I'm at least writing one or two things. And you can catch me on Twitter, at LylesMovieFiles. Same deal on Instagram. Hope you have a great week, and I'll see you then. <laughs>